0: All right, go ahead and open up your app on your phone, if you will. If you haven't downloaded it, just go to your app store, type in Celebration Church TW. The app will come up, and uh, my notes will be there. And uh, there's lots of, um, most of the scriptures that I share, I wasn't planning on sharing. They just kind of come to my mind. And so you can kind of punch them in as we go along. Uh, I want to, this is part two of There Is More. There is more. And we're gonna focus on uh, this thought right here. It'll be worth it all. It'll be worth it all. Everybody say it'll be worth it all on three. One, two, three. What did I say? I said, say it, one, two, three, and then I thought you were gonna say it three times. What I was thinking, what I was saying was not lining up with each other. Just know it's gonna be worth it all um hey uh i want to this has nothing to do with my message it's just fun um the woodlands is very transient so the people that come in they usually don't stay long they leave in like three years if i say raise your hand if you've been here longer than five years most of you are not going to raise your hand um it's just very transient um and that has to do with the oil and gas that kind of come go come go all that kind of stuff uh and so a lot of you are new to texas um, you weren't born here. You weren't raised here. Raise, raise your hand if you've born and raised in Texas. Raise your hand. All right, all right. About half of you. About half of you. The other half of you, you're probably still looking around, saying, uh, "What do those words mean again?" So we're gonna have the Texan word of the day. Are you ready? Hankering. Hankering. There you go. Say it out loud with me on three. One, two, three. Hankering. I'll use it in a sentence. You can't hardly pass a Bucky's without having a hankering for some of those beaver pops. Beaver chips. Beaver nuggets. Wait, show me a picture. Yeah, there they are. Beaver nuggets. How many of you ever had a beaver nugget? There's no beaver in the nugget, we just call it beaver nugget. It's kind of like chicken fried steak, chicken fried chicken, chicken fried everything. Chicken fried, you don't even know if it's, how do you have chicken fried chicken? I don't know. It's a fried chicken, we call it chicken fried chicken. Welcome to Texas. Are you with me? Everybody say hankering on three. One, two, three. If you don't remember anything else, now you know how to use the word hankering in a sentence. Um, This does have something to do with my message. My message. Um, a few, uh, I think it was 2005, the Houston Astros were one win away from going to the World Series. One win. And our first baseman, his name was Lance Berkman, and he was a strong Christian. And he asked the Lord, this was going into game five, if they win the game five, they go to the World Series. And he told God, if you let us win, when they interview me, at the end of this game. I will give you all the glory. I will give you all the praise. Just please let us win. Let us win. They were winning the entire game. The entire game. Bottom of the ninth. Our main man. Our number one closer. His last name is Lidge. Comes up there. All of Houston is cracking open champagne. He's our best closer. Let me show you what happened. Take a look at this. Oh, on the In the air left field, and Pools has given St. Louis the lead. A dramatic towering three-run home run. Stunned and disbelieved here. In- a single by Eckstein, a walk to Edmonds, and how about Albert Pools. He got the slider, but it was not a good slider. Stayed right over the middle of the plate. He nearly knocked that left field wall down out there behind the Crawford boxes. I mean, that's the best extension we've seen from Pools in this series. He has no doubt that ball's headed out of here the collective intake of breath turned this place into a vacuum when that ball came off the bat of Albert Pujols. How many of you watched that game live? Raise your hand if you watch that game live. Raise your hand if you feel that same pain just kind of knotting up in your stomach. You know what's so interesting is immediately after the game, Lance Berkman was in the locker room, and... He looks up on the screen. He's down. He's depressed. He looks up on the TV screen, and they're interviewing Albert Pulhos. And Albert Pulhos looks in the camera and says, before I say anything, I just want to give glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I want to give glory to God for everything that he's done for me. And, And Berkman is sitting there, and he's saying, that was supposed to be me. I was supposed to be giving you praise and glory for all the good that you've done. And he's sitting there and he's crying and he's bawling and everything else is going on. Um, What I want to talk about is those moments, those seasons when you're counting on God to come through with you and to help you, and to turn the tide, and to change the season. And you're looking to your right, and people are celebrating. God is good! You look to your left, people are celebrating. All the time! God is good! All the time! All the time! God is good! And you're like... Sure He is! And you know He is! But you're in the middle of this funky season where everybody's celebrating and you're like, what in the world is going on? If you attend celebration, you experience this. You've been experiencing this a lot, possibly, because every single Sunday people get healed but we haven't had a Sunday yet where everybody got healed. And so, naturally, the people who haven't gotten healed are looking around at the people that have gotten healed and they're like, I love Jesus more than you. Some people that get healed, they aren't even saved. True story. And that can really rob a Christian. You don't even know how to say Jesus, spell Jesus. I can say it in Hebrew and you're getting healed and I'm not. Anyone with me? Either you're all the way with me or you haven't had espresso. Which one is it? When it gets really quiet, you're either sleeping or you're dialed in and listening to every word I'm saying. I'm going to go with B. I'm going to go with B. Um, But we are going to have some waitresses walking up and down the aisles with espresso. Just raise your hand and we'll just add it to your account. Um, But I want to talk about that. What do you do with that? You know, we talk about how God opens up doors for us. He opens up doors that no man can close. He'll take you from one door to the next. But when there are no doors opening, you're stuck in the hallway. And it's hell in the hallway. Some of you are so blessed and highly favored, you don't know what I'm talking about. You you don't know what I'm talking about. You just skip from mountaintop to mountaintop and I'll call your bluff. Sometimes you just go through these seasons of how am I supposed to get through this season? I can't even find a rock to, to you know, when you're going across a, a pond or a lake and you kind of try to jump from one rock to the next, and you're standing on one rock and you don't see the next rock, and you're like, God, where are you? This is this is what I want to talk with you about today, because it's worth the wait. It's worth staying faithful. It's it's worth it. Lance Berkman, the end of the story was they won the next game and went to the World Series. It just didn't happen when he wanted it to happen. And what I've learned about God is he doesn't really ask for our counsel very often. And for whatever reason, his calendar and our calendar rarely line up. Are you with me? Say yes. Yes. What I want to tell you though is it's worth the wait. Don't quit. Don't quit. There's a lot of people that quit. There's a lot of people that just say, I can't stand when other people and you celebrate. Last Sunday, somebody was given their testimony about their healing on stage. And During the second service, they got healed for something else. How fair is that? They already experienced the healing. They got healed for something else. And we got other people that have been standing waiting for a healing for 12 weeks, 12 months, 12 years. How fair is that? Are you with me? Say yes. Yes. It's difficult. It's hard. Jesus had to walk through this. And since he walked through it, he modeled how we should walk through it. He showed us how to do it. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, it says this, that we look unto Jesus who's the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him, he was able to endure the cross. Despising its shame, he's now sitting at the right hand of the Father. He had to endure the cross. Some seasons you endure it. You get dragged through it. It's like a dad in Disney World. You just endure it. You just endure it. It's it's not a season you love. You're not excited about it. You're enduring it. Are you with me? Say yes. You're going to live. You're not going to die, but you're enduring it. But then there's a part of the season where you're not enduring it. He endured the cross, but he despised the shame. Sometimes you can go through seasons that you're just enduring it where you're hanging on and then there's other times where you despise what you're experiencing you despise it are you with me say yes am i talking to anybody here you despise it he endured it. He despised it. But he, how did he get through that? It says, for the joy set before him. He did not pay as much attention to the cross as he did the joy that was coming because of the cross. He saw, he saw the reward. He paid attention To the reward. If you pay attention to the cross, you won't rise again on the third day. You'll die on that cross. You'll stay on that cross. Your whole life will be the anthem of the cross. Have you ever seen somebody go through a season and they never come out? They never come out. They're just angry for the rest of their life. They died on the cross. And they never rose again. They can't see the joy before them. Jesus looked 2,000 years into the future and saw your face and my face. And he knew that we were going to need some forgiveness. And he could see our face go, all the horrible things I've done in my life, I'm not going to have to pay for them? Thank you. See this face? Thank you, Jesus. He saw that. Thank you, Jesus. He saw this face. By his stripes, we were healed. He saw, I'm telling you, there's nothing. Why do we go for healing every single Sunday? If you could see the face of a person who gets healed, you would too. They're halfway in shock. Start moving. Move your back around. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my god. I, I have pulled out my cell phone to record people's faces many times. Just keep going. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god. It's amazing. He saw these faces while he was on the cross. What I want to tell you is, regardless of what your cross is, stay focused on the joy set before you. What is going to come out of this cross? Let me tell you what will guarantee what is definitely coming out of this cross. Definitely. You, whatever you conquer, you now have authority over Whatever you conquer, you have authority over. Sometimes when I'm praying for people down here at the altar, and they're believing God for something, a a particular healing, a physical healing. And I think as somebody in the church that has experienced the healing in that area. How many of you know where I'm going with this? Raise your hand. I'll say, wait right here. I'm not going to pray for you. Let me go get this person over here that's already been through it. Their faith is higher, and they have authority, and they've already whipped it once. They'll whip it again for you on behalf of you for Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll pray for a lady that's believing God for an open womb so that she can have a baby. She can have her first baby all day long. But if there's anybody in the room who's a lady who's gone through that, who do you think should be praying for this person? They've already gone through it. They've already whipped it. They've already licked it. They got a t-shirt to prove it. And they got formula in their purse. They, they've been there. Are you with me? Say yes. It is worth the battle. It is worth the battle. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. He says this. For these light and momentary afflictions. These, these momentary. It does, it's, it's light in retrospect, not in the middle of it. These light and momentary afflictions store up for us. They prepare for us a eternal glory that's greater than them all your affliction builds the reward that you receive the greater your affliction the greater your reward You don't applaud people when they're going through a great season and they just got a raise. Man, you handled that raise so well. You got a promotion and you stayed positive and you kept praying while you got the promotion. I'm so proud of you. Against all odds. You walked into that office, received a promotion, and you're you're making more money, and you kept a good attitude the entire time. You don't. There's an awe and a respect that you get here on earth not waiting for you in heaven. There's a reward in heaven that is stored up for him. But here on earth, let me illustrate it this way. I went to New York a few years back. And there's police officers in Times Square everywhere. Some of the police officers have a pin that you can't earn anymore. It's a 9-11 pin. They were there on 9-11. There, in Times Square. While everyone else was running out of the city for protection, they were running in to fight and to rescue. They were there. I can't explain what I felt, but when I was around them, I looked at that pen and I thought, whoa, you were there. There, there's an awe. There's a reverence. It's wow. I honor all police officers, but the ones that were there on that day. Whew, whoa, you went through. You went through that. When you go through something, there is a reverence, a respect of wow. You stayed with it. We all know those people that went through that particular season and you never saw them again. You never saw them again. Because God didn't do what they expected God to do, the way they expected it, how they expected it. Now they're disappointed. Now they're walking away. They've been gone for years. What I want to say is, Especially for the person that you're sitting here and go, that's me. This is my first time back in years. The Lord embraces you and says, let's pick up as if that gap never happened. Let's just, let's just keep moving forward. I want to challenge you and provoke you by saying this scripture right here. In Galatians, we we used it earlier, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, it says, whatever a man sows, no, 6 verse 9, it says, hold on, don't tell me, it says, okay, tell me. Do not be weary. Thank you. Do do not. (laughs) I felt like I was in high school all of a sudden. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. me, Okay, give me the first word. Give me the first word. (laughs) Do, Do not get weary in doing well, for at just the right moment, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up you'll reap a harvest. You know what's interesting is you walk up to somebody who has a harvest in their life. How, how, does, how do you have this awesome marriage? How do you have these awesome kids? How do you have this awesome walk with God? How are you in such good health? It's not rocket math. They never gave up. And they ended up reaping a harvest because of it. Harvests are interesting because you sow this seed, but you get this plant. You sow this seed, you get that plant. You sow that much, and you harvest that much. If you and I, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of perplexity, can learn to dig our heels in and say, I don't know what's going on. But one thing I do know is that I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep praying. There's people all over the world right now that are not in church. They're, They're... bedside Baptist church. They're, they're in their bed. <laughs> that was funnier in my head. <laughs> they're not getting out of bed. They're, they're not pursuing it. They're taking the Sabbath rest. <laughs> so many righteous excuses for not coming to church. So many righteous excuses. You know what I would say to the person who comes up with a righteous excuse on why they don't have to come to church? In Psalms 26 verse 8 it says, I love to come to his sanctuary because it's where his glorious presence dwells. The immediate pushback is, well, his presence is everywhere. Yes and no. Yes and no. No. His omnipresence is everywhere. You go to the moon, his presence is up there. His manifest presence and his omnipresence are two completely different things. His, uh, his manifest presences are places that he says, I will meet with you here. You go to the moon, don't say, I'm ready to meet with you. Is he there? Yes. Is he on the inside of you? Yes. Yes. But there are moments and places where he says, this is where I want to meet. If my wife texts me and says, hey, let's meet at a date tonight at Chili's at 5 o'clock. And I show up at Luby's and I'm like, where are you? Are you with me? So many people are constantly saying, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Because they want to set the terms they want to set the location. They want to set the time. They want to set the day. They want to set the occasion. They want to set the experience. And if it's not on their time, their experience, their time, and you say, well, God told you what, what He likes and where He wants them. No, 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 God can be God anywhere. Well, how's it going for you? How's it going? Man, I feel like I need to reel myself in. I feel like I'm on am a little bit a little bit chippy this morning. There's so much more of his presence. There's so much more of his presence. There's so much more of his glory. If 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 God had uh, DL Moody was preaching one time and a reporter came up to him and said to him afterwards, he says, you know, Mr. Moody, the world has never seen what God would do with a man who is completely surrendered to him. Dio Moody heard him. He went to go sleep in his hotel that night. He woke up the next morning and went and found that guy and he goes, you know, I thought about what you said. And I just want you to know, I plan on being that guy. When you come to the resolve, when you come to the resolve that my whole life means nothing to me. Acts 20, 24. My life means nothing to me. If only to finish the race and complete the task of testifying of His goodness and His glory. It means nothing to me. You have this resolve. Then you experience more. Then you experience what other people look at you and go, I wish I had that. Well, it's open for everybody. It's just some people dig their heels in and some people don't. Are you with me? Come on, put your hands together for that. I'm not trying to minimize what you're going through. If anyone understands what it feels like to drink from the cup of depression, it's me. My goodness. There's only one way to get through it. There's only one way to get through it. And I've tried the alternatives. I'm probably the only one in this room that has eaten a full gallon of bluebell in one sitting. Raise your hand if you've ever done that. All right, I got a couple of people in the room. A full gallon of ice cream. I know what it feels like to just, I'm done. I just want to run away. I feel like that little scene in Forrest Gump, I just kept on running. That's me. You just want to just keep on running. But it's worth it. Everybody say it's worth it. Would you stand your feet for me, please? I'd like our prayer partners to come down if they would. I'd like our worship team to come to the front. I was talking with somebody a couple weeks ago about what God sounds like when He talks to you, and I told—I was trying to tell him and it, it can be so many different ways. A lot of times, people God talks to me through people. They'll come up to me and say, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know." Da 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 da, and I'm like, "Thank you, God." I know that was from you. Thank you. They didn't even know it. They just wanted to tell me something that was on their mind. And I'm like, I know, God, you wanted them to tell me that. I know that it came from you. There's times I've had dreams. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just, I'm crying because I know that dream came from him. Uh, There's so many times, but on a Sunday morning like this, when he talks to me and I'm standing on the stage, it comes so fast. Fast, some so lightning fast that I wonder if it's him or if it was just me talking to me. It's like I want to tell you, sometimes you'll God will speak to you that way. It comes so fast you, you'll wonder. And in that particular case, let me just tell you, if it makes you If it pulls you down and makes you feel discouraged, it's not God. But when that thought goes, it's like someone shoots an arrow, like that fast, wham. And sometimes, not every Sunday, sometimes I'm sitting that thought will just fly right by. And they'll come as quickly as I pay attention, and it's almost like. I want to heal. I want to heal this, 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 and this. Bang, 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 bang! Right in my mind. And if I say, "Hey, is there anyone here that has one of these four things, or one of these three? However many came across my mind, and it is God," they raise their hand and they come out of their seat. I'll take all the money I have and put it on the table. They're about to get healed because God just told me I want to heal this particular thing, and they're like that's me. But If I say it and nobody raises their hand, those are the moments that I back up and I go, that was not God. We just had immediate accountability and I'm very sorry. But some of the most powerful miracles that will ever happen in your life and happen in my life are the moments where we take a risk and see what God's doing. If you are expecting... Those of you that want to pray for people and they get healed, for your hands to catch fire and start burning before you lay your hands on them. That might happen. But the people that I've talked with and interviewed that have healed the most, it never happened. They just took a risk and said, let's pray. And it happened. See, the Bible doesn't say those of you who have burning hands will heal the sick. In James 5, 15, it says, And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick, and the Lord will make them whole. And if they have sinned, they shall be forgiven. The prayer of faith. Who gets to pray that prayer of faith? Anybody! Anybody! It doesn't say people born in the Upper West Side. No! Are you with me? Say yes. So let me share a few of these thoughts that came to my mind. And if it's you, then don't look around because it could be two or three of you. It could be none of you. But as soon as I say it, come walking out of your seat because the quicker you move... The quicker you move it's it's an expression of your faith and it is so common so common that by the time the person gets right here they're already healed so common so i'm drawn to my right side this morning you're either completely deaf or partially deaf in your right ear your vision and your right eye is completely gone or partially gone. If that's you, and also right here, like right in here, almost drainage or, or like lock jaw, I think they call it TMG or something like that. TMJ, is that what it is? If, that, if you're any one of those three, I'm just drawing. Come on over here. Come on over here, right here. Those three, right here, what is it? here. Right here. Leanne, I love you. Come on up here. She was my administrative assistant when I used to work at Lakewood, Lakewood Church. Come on up here. Would you give her a big round of applause? I love her. She... She spooked me one day. I was in a, a Sunday coffee, which is where everybody needs to go. Just We just have coffee together on Sunday. And we're having coffee. And the church, our church celebration's 15 years old. So I haven't worked at Lakewood in like 16 years, 17 years, whatever. I look out there and I see Leanne. I'm like, what? Have you ever had those moments where like that face doesn't belong here? Have you ever seen a friend? Never mind. Hey, right, I love you. I'm happy to see you. All right, let me catch up. Here. Right ear. Right jaw. Right ear. Right if you're a visitor, come next Sunday. Come next Sunday. Let's see what God does without me praying for you. Let's just see. And, and you tell me if something happens without me praying for you. So if it's your right ear, cover up your left ear yeah and it's your right jaw I want you to act like it's healed just go like this and the minute while I'm talking and the minute the minute you can start to notice a difference Start to notice a difference, even if it's slow and progressive or it's quick and fast. The minute you can notice a difference in, in the sound of my voice, I want you to just look at me and nod. The minute you can tell. The minute you can tell. I'm glad you got gum in your mouth. That's going to help. Chew. But go big with it. The minute you can tell. The minute you can tell. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your inner ear, your outer ear. The 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 nerves in your ear, in the name of Jesus, open up. I rebuke you, you tormenting spirit, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, open, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like your ear is opening up. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, come up here. Come up here. Come up here. I don't want to embarrass you, but I want to build the faith. Come on, you're next. You're next. I need a microphone. I need a microphone. In the name of Jesus, I know you don't want to talk. Tell me what you're right here. Huh? Do you feel a difference at all? It's just draining a little bit. Like I can feel it warmth in there. You can feel it warmth. You can feel it draining. Raise your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, complete that healing right now. All the drainage. All the warmth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. You spirit of infirmity, I reject you. Demonic spirit, I reject you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you. 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 I know you don't want to be up here. I don't want to embarrass you. That's what happens. You start to feel heat. You start to feel drainage. Sometimes it just pops. Tell me your name. Brittany. Brittany, raise your hand right there. In the name of Jesus. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. In the name of, tell me when it's a 100%. I won't bring you back up. I know you don't want to be up here. I don't want to embarrass you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Brittany. You spirit of affirmity, I reject you. Ear open in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You have a hole in your in your eardrum. You can't hear because of the hole. In Jesus' name. Eardrum open in Jesus' name right now. By the authority of Jesus of Nazareth because he's so wonderful, because he's the healer. Because he's the healer, open. Every hole Close Every hole Close In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Tell me about your jaw. Still clicking? In the name of Jesus, put your hands up. Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. If you need a healing in your body, come right down here as fast as you can, as fast as you can. If you need to give your life to the Lord, come down as quickly as you can. As quickly as you can. Come back next week and you'll hear testimonies of what's happening right now. Right now. These aren't testimonies that might happen one day. They're happening right now. They're happening right now. They're happening right now. And I'm not going to bring you back up here. How does my voice sound to you? Yeah. 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 So It's getting better. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. With your hands raised. Let me just let you know. The reason why miracles happen here is because we take a risk. We pray for them. We expect them. That's why we see them. If it's cancer. If it's hearing. If it's eyes. Is there nobody with the right eye? Man, that bugs me. Did I miss that? If I missed it, I missed it. But there's nobody here? You? Well, how come you're over there? Come on over here. Is there anyone else? If I missed it, I missed it. There we go. There we go. Cover up your good eye and just stare at me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I feel his presence in this room. There's no official dismissal. You can leave whenever you get ready, but I love his presence. I love to worship him. You leave whenever you get ready. I'll see you next Sunday. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.